Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm looking forward today as we dive a little deeper into chapter 6 of this great book of Romans. And this will be our second Bible study in this sixth chapter. If you've missed any of the prior Bible studies, then as I've said before, you can find us on your podcast sites, wherever you get your podcasts. Type in Striving for Revival, and you'll find us there. Hit subscribe. That'll give you access to every archive study uh, that we've done, and that way if you've missed one or you want to uh, re-listen, you can do that via the podcast. I also want, also want to challenge you. Do those three things that I often uh, uh, challenge you to do every day. Number one is this. Pray. Spend some time in prayer. Have you prayed today? I don't mean if you just uttered some words into the atmosphere, but if you sought the face of God in prayer, and uh, that convicts me to even think about it, have I prayed today? And secondly, read your Bible every single day. <clears throat> Spend some time studying the Scripture. Have you spent some time reading, not just reading to check off your box, but have you read to get something from God? And thirdly, witness every day. Have you shared the gospel? Have you passed out a track? Have you left a track at the gas pump or something like that? Have you used your social media well to tell people the Word of God? There's things you can do every day to witness, and you should. And if you'll do those three things, you'll witness, study the Bible, and pray every day. It'll keep you strong and close to the side of your Savior. Now, here we go in Romans chapter 6. Remember, Romans chapter 1 through 5 is righteousness declared. Chapter 6 and 7 admonishes us to live now a righteous life. Chapter 1 through 5 is positional. Chapter 6 and 7 will be practical. The relationship with the Lord that we have on the inside ought to affect the way that we move and live in this world on the outside. That righteousness has been imputed ought to be lived out in us. We ought to be a mirror. We ought to be a reflection of the Lord every single day, and we ought to be an example of that grace that has about in our life. Now, Paul goes ahead and he he hits these the uh response of no doubt <clears throat> more carnal individuals uh, as he penned the end of chapter 5 and he said where sin abounds grace doth much more abound and no doubt some would say well then we ought to just be living in a heap of sin that way God's grace can be that much more uh, exposed and uh, magnified because of our sin Paul said no 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 God doesn't need your help making his grace look good God can do that on his own and I tell you what makes God look good is you living godly and you being holy and you being a conqueror not a, not a captive to your sin and he says what shall we say then shall we continue in sin that grace may abound and he follows it up quickly god forbid he says no 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 a thousand times how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein grace abounds not so that we can live in sin but so that we can get loose from sin conquer sin not be a slave to it Know you not that so many of us, as we're baptized in Jesus Christ were baptized into his death and that's speaking of that spiritual baptism into the body of christ Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. This speaks of water baptism. The example is buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Baptism is that outward expression of our inward faith, and we're in, in, in that act, we're buried with him. We're raised up out of that water level after the immersion in the water. 
And the goal is, the objective is, now we live a life pleasing to God, a new life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. What a great truth that is. If we've been quickened and made new, I mean, if we've been born again, we've been buried with him by baptism, one of these days we're going to resurrect. We're going to get a glorified body. I like the song, I'll have a new body, praise the Lord. I'm going to have a new life. Verse 6, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. So looking at this, our old man, that old life, that depraved state, that godless state that we were in, man, it was nailed to his cross. I think about the song, uh, my, my sin not in part, but the whole was nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. That old man was crucified. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. He said, I'm dead uh, with Christ on that cross. It's not just Jesus on that cross. That's my old life. That's that old lust for sin. That old nature that's dying there on that cross. I don't want to be a slave to sin any longer. The old man, our old nature, we've been crucified with Christ in our position in him. Our old nature died with him at Calvary when we accepted Christ by faith. And now, thank God our standing is secure. Our soul is sealed. Our eternity is set. That old man is dead. Ding dong, the old man's dead. He's gone. He's not here any longer. The body of sin, note it is not referring to our physical bodies, but rather to that overall quantity of sin, that body, you've heard it say like the body politic, the collective there, all of that masked up sin, the amassed iniquity in our life. Thank God, that body of sin, that that big conglomerate of sin, if you will, our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. That entire record of sin, thank God, is gone, gone, gone. Yes, our sin is gone. I've said it a million times. When you got saved, God did more than just wipe the slate clean. He wiped it clean and then filled up your slate with Jesus. Thank God when he looks at your record, he sees Jesus. When he looks at your past, it's Jesus. When he looks at your present, it's Jesus. When he looks to the future, it's Jesus. It's Jesus top. It's Jesus bottom. It's Jesus right and it's Jesus left. What sins are you talking about? I don't remember them anymore. Thank God they're buried. They're separated. They're gone, gone, gone. Yes, our sins <clears throat> are gone. Verse number six, uh, the end of the verse is that henceforth we should not serve sin. So salvation does more than just take away the penalty of sin, but it also gives you the ability not to be a slave to your sin any longer. Serve. We don't have to be a slave to sin. Our old nature was crucified with Christ in our position in him, and sin as a master has been destroyed. So we don't have to be in bondage to our iniquity any longer. A slave is emancipated from his master by death. That slave dies, he's not a slave. The master dies, he's no longer the master. Sin was our master. We've been freed from its power by our death positionally in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, he said we've been freed. That word could also be said we've been justified. We've been freely forgiven. 
The death of our old nature in Christ has justified us. It set us free from the judicial charges of sin that were ever hovering over us. Pending against every lost person is that judgment day coming, that wrath day coming, that hell that waits, that white throne. I mean, that that the condemnation that is on them. We have been freed from the guilt, freed from the condemnation, freed from the penalty. Let's look at verse number uh, verse number eight. The Bible said, "Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with Him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more." Hallelujah for that. Death hath no more dominion over Him, for in that He died, He died unto sin once, but in that He liveth, thank God He liveth unto God. So, in verse one through ten, we're getting this information. In verse 11 through 23, we're going to make application. Christ, thank God, was crucified for us, and now we're crucified with him. The resurrection of the Lord is taught in these verses, and the thought is this. If we're dead with Christ because of his resurrection, we're going to one day live with him. So thank God for that. We have promise beyond the grave. Because Christ was raised from the dead and never dies, he'll die no more. Death, therefore, has no power over him. And if death has no power over him, then hallelujah, praise the Lord, glory to God, it has no power over us. Thank God. He's living. He's living unto God. The application is this. We have died and been made alive in Christ. Therefore, we also ought now to be living unto God and not unto sin. Now, that's pretty elementary, isn't it? That's basic Christianity. It shouldn't be a surprise to anybody who's been saved that now that you're saved, you ought to live a life that glorifies God. And that ought not seem like oppression. And that ought not seem like a burden. And that ought not seem like some sort of confinement. But that's liberty. That's blessing. That's grace right there. That's the best life to live, is a life that's glorifying to the Lord. You were a slave to sin, and so was I. We were wrapped in its chains and tied by its bonds. We were at its beckoning call. Like the Egyptians in Egypt land, it was a hard taskmaster. We were there making bricks in a foreign land. Thank God we got set free one day. The Emancipation Proclamation came to us in the person of Jesus Christ. And because you've been set free by salvation, positionally dead uh, to sin, alive to Christ... We had to live a life in this world that magnifies the grace of God and the righteousness of our Lord. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.